0: You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the Farm D Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in, Farm D Nation, to episode number 27 of the Farm D Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. You know, in this episode, I want to talk about a common question that I think gets asked quite often in conversations between people whenever the conversation of personal finance comes up. And that question is, what does it take to be considered rich? Specifically, what does it take to be considered rich in America? Now, I know a lot of listeners that are listening to this podcast now live in America, and a lot of people aren't stupid. They understand that America is one of the richest countries in the world. So seeing that you live in one of the richest countries in the world, what does it take to be considered rich in America through the eyes of your peers? What do you have to have where somebody else looks at you and go, oh, that person is definitely rich? Well, it's interesting because I think it depends on which type of definition of rich you use. And in this podcast, I'm going to break down my two different types of definitions of rich, and I'm going to talk about each of those and why the numbers in the article we're going to talk about later on in this podcast start become a lot more clear to me, even though when I initially saw them, they jumped out at me as being really really off. So to jump right in, the two different kinds of definitions I have for being rich are, the first one is the most common type of definition I think most Americans think of when they hear the word rich, and that is a monetary definition of being rich. It's a benchmark or a specific standard that somebody has to get to from a dollar and cent standpoint that automatically makes them rich. So I have $999,099 in my bank account. Somebody could look at me and go, You're not rich. And on the flip side, I could have a million and one dollars in my bank account, and that same person could look at me and go, You have over a million dollars. Yes, you are rich. That is fascinating because there was an article written earlier this year in May of 2021 that basically, in the article is from CNBC, and I will link that article to the show notes for anybody that wants to go back and read it themselves. But it's interesting because in that article, they pulled a bunch of different people who are from a a bunch of different generations, and ask them what they thought their peers had to get to from a net worth standpoint in order to be considered rich. And it's fascinating to see the difference between what millennials, Gen Xers, and baby boomers think somebody has to get to within their own peer group to be considered rich. And we're going to break down those numbers and kind of get into those right now, but before we do, I want to make sure we're all on the same page and... The same page I wanna be on is that everybody is comparing apples to apples. So in this article, they were talking about net worth. So it's not liquid money sitting in a bank account, it's your net worth, and I think it's important to note that net worth is your assets, which are money sitting in the bank, it's your retirement accounts, it's any other property you own that has significant value, subtracted by your liabilities. Common liabilities for America are your mortgage. What do you own your home? Uh, They could be credit card debt or other loans, like on vehicles or campers or something like that. And then for a lot of younger people, a big liability or student loan debt. So you take your assets, subtract those assets by your liabilities, and the remaining number is the net worth, is your individual or family net worth or household net worth, however you want to measure it. And that's the number we're talking about, and that's the number that was, or that was the not the number, but that was the the metric that was talked about in considering whether somebody was rich or not within these specific generation age groups. And before we jump into what those specific generation age groups thought it took for them to be considered rich, I first want to give you a little bit of transparency and to let you know that the average net worth of Americans pre-pandemic, so before the pandemic hit, was $748,800. So just think about that, that the average net worth of Americans is a little under $750,000, a little under three quarters of a million dollars. So keep that number in mind as we jump into what people think you have to get to from a net worth standpoint to be considered rich in America. So again, it was done by different generations, and the first generation that was polled in this article were Millennials. So again, millennials are, I think off the top of my head, millennial ages are 25 to 39 right now. So just think of anybody you know between the ages of 25 to 39, what does their life look like? Well, they're probably still trying to solidify their career. They're probably trying to find their footing for the next 35 or 40 years of their working life. They are maybe married and just starting a family. A lot of millennials just recently have started looking and buying houses at a more rapid rate than we have seen before. So just use that as context when I share the number that they think somebody has to get to from a net worth standpoint as a millennial to be considered rich. And that number is $1.4 million. And it absolutely blew my mind. $1.4 million, I think, is far higher than what I believe most millennials, specifically the average millennial in America, has even the slightest chance of getting to um, considering normal circumstances within the 25 to 39 age range. I don't care how good you are at saving or how great your investment prowess is, it's hard to get to a net worth of $1.4 million as a millennial because of all the things we just got done talking about. You have things like student debt and mortgage and auto loans and a young family and your money is going to a lot of other places. And you're spread out pretty thin as a millennial. And it just blows my mind that people think you have to get to $1.4 million of net worth in order to be considered rich as a millennial, considering you have all those things going on in your life. Now we go to the next generation range, and that is Gen Xers. So when you think of a Gen Xer, think of people between 40 and 60. I know it's not the exact age range to be considered a Gen Xer, but in my mind, that's what I think about are people between 40 and 60. So between 40 and 60, your family is probably growing. If you do have a family, you're probably thinking about college planning for your kids. Pre-retirement planning is becoming a really big thing. Hopefully you have a lot of your debt paid off where you're not fighting with student loans or any other bad debt like credit card debt because you have your financial house in order at that point. And you've probably been able to accelerate your savings in different saving vehicles like retirement accounts. So keeping that in mind, in this article, the net worth requirement you had to hit in order to be considered rich in America was $1.9 million. Now that becomes a little more realistic. Still, I think it's on the high side considering where the average net worth of Americans is $750,000, but they think Gen Xers have to get to $1.9 million to be considered rich. It's not out of the question, but again, I don't think that's something that is, unless you're an old Gen Xer, that really is attainable within the an average life of a Gen Xer. And then finally, the last age range, which I thought was actually right in line or maybe even a little smaller or less from a quote unquote rich standpoint, came from baby boomers and that number was $2.5 million. So again, in the CNBC article, they asked baby boomers, what would people like you, other baby boomers, have to accumulate from a net worth standpoint to be considered rich? And the number they came up with was $2.5 million. And that was extremely fascinating to me. Because if you think of baby boomers, you think that people who have had the last 25 to 35 to 45 years of their life to accumulate wealth. And a lot of them have more than $2.5 million. A lot of baby boomer households do. And it's interesting to think that that's as high as they think a baby boomer needs to get from a net worth standpoint to be considered rich, especially considering that you drop down two generations and millennials think you need 1.4 million, where all of a sudden you add on another million and you're rich in the eyes of baby boomers who've been around a lot longer and probably have accumulated a lot more. And I think that is a perfect example of why using a monetary definition of rich is not the way you should be using it. And instead, you should be using the second definition, the kind of definition that I like to use when I have the conversation of considering whether somebody's rich or not, and that is if they have achieved lifestyle freedom. And I think baby boomers having a small number, well, small in terms of what I thought it was gonna be, but that $2.5 million of net worth is considered to be rich Seen through the eyes of baby boomers, I think that number is small. But the reason why it's small and the reason why I think baby boomers only think you need $2.5 million of net worth to be considered rich in America is because they have grown to a point in their life where I think they value lifestyle freedom more than they value actual that actual monetary number that I think Gen Xers and specifically millennials put a lot more, they put a lot more credence into it or they put more power into that number where I think baby boomers get to the point in their life where they understand that being rich is not a number, a net worth number you have to get to, but instead it's a lifestyle and a lifestyle freedom that you have to get to to truly be considered rich. And I would have to say, I would agree with them. I think lifestyle freedom is the definition you want to use when considering if you or somebody you know is rich or not, because it doesn't come down to what monetary number you have from a net worth standpoint, it comes down to the lifestyle you've created for yourself that you enjoy living and do the financial resources you have accumulated, regardless of how big or small that number is, does it allow you to live and fulfill that lifestyle you want for yourself today, tomorrow, and for the remainder of your life? And if the answer to that question is yes, I would consider that person to be rich regardless of what size net worth they have. And I think that's another reason why the average net worth of Americans is $750,000, because you probably have a lot of people who have smaller net net worths than that, but they don't need much more because they have created a life that they are content with. And the financial resources they have accumulated, regardless of how old they are, is enough to allow them to live that lifestyle, and not just that lifestyle, but live that lifestyle With complete freedom because they don't have to worry about any sort of financial restriction being bestowed upon them. I think if somebody who has half a million dollars of net worth or half a million dollars of, yeah, half a million dollars of net worth, well, they would be nowhere close to being considered rich based off of a millennial, a Gen Xer, or a baby boomer, at least those that were quoted in that article. But if they have no debt and they have strong income we'll say social security or pension or something like that and it doesn't take a lot for them to be happy and they've achieved contentment which is the which is the number one thing i think most people should end up shooting for when it comes to their money in the long run but they've achieved that and they only have quote-unquote only have half a million dollars in net worth i would consider that rich because you know there's somebody who could have five or ten times more than that but they have a lifestyle that is far more expensive, far more stressful, and the financial security that somebody with $500,000 of net worth has doesn't translate to the person who could have 5X or 10X of what they have, then I wouldn't consider the person who's got 5 or 10X of net worth to actually be considered rich because they have not accomplished that lifestyle freedom that somebody with far less has. And that is why I think baby boomers only consider needing $2.5 million of net worth to be considered rich in their eyes when millennials need 1.4. And that's because I think baby boomers, specifically as they grow and as they've reached their current age right now, understand this a lot more than they did when they were younger or their counterparts who are currently younger right now, which are millennials and younger Gen Xers out there currently. And it's not how much you have that matters when considering whether you're rich or not is is what you have allow you the type of lifestyle you want to live with complete freedom now and for the remainder of your life. And if that's the case, that is the true definition of rich. And if you hit that point in your life, that's when I think you're considered to be rich in America. So those are my two cents. Um, Again, my two definitions of rich are the monetary definition, and that's just an arbitrary number that Anybody can set with whatever they feel is an amount somebody's got to hit to be rich from a net worth standpoint. I think the definition we should all be using when we determine whether or not we're rich is, is our lifestyle, the type of lifestyle we want to live, being met based off of the financial resources we have accumulated thus far in our life? And if the answer to that question is yes, now and for the remainder of your life, yes, you are considered rich in America. If you're looking for more information about the podcast, myself, or FarmDFP, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com. Also, feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, FarmD Financial Planning, for more great insight. Email podcast at farmdfp.com with questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. Farm D money podcast is not intended to be tax legal or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax legal or investment advice.